The Adventures of Soul of Detroit, starring M.L. Elric. The war changed many things, the face of the earth and the people on it. Before the war, M.L. Elric worked as a reporter, but he traded his notebooks for the cloak and dagger of the OSS. And when it was over, his former life was over too. Adventure had become his business. The Adventures of M.L. Elric. You ass interrogative, you are out of my It's gone. What are you doing? What are you doing? That is not paid for by them. That is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified, ML. I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay? You want to go right now, Albert? Folks, I want to start off the show real quick with a thank you to Manscaped, which is our Facebook Live sponsor. They have a new product out called the Weed Whacker, which is great for trying to get those nasty nose hairs out. And uh, when you get a little older like me, they're good for taking those crazy hairs that somehow grow in your ears. I don't know why that happens. It's, uh, I don't think it's a wax issue. But, uh, but we, we have a very special guest for a very limited amount of time. So we're going to talk a little bit about more about Manscaped in a minute and a very special promotion that you're going to want to be a part of. But first, uh, we have Detroit City Clerk Janice Winfrey. And when I tell you that she's a special guest, this is someone who everyone in town wants to talk to. Uh, in voters, uh, reporters, national media, and just people who uh, are wondering what's going to happen on November 3rd. She's made some time to join us today. So we want to start by thanking uh, Madam Clerk Janice Winfrey. Thank you for joining us here on the Soul of Detroit. Oh, thank you, ML Eric. I appreciate the work that you do. Thank you. And and one of our one of our, uh, our contributors, Darren Nickel, joins us in studio for the first time. He's a contributing columnist at the Detroit Free Press. And of course, Mark Fellhauer is running the show. We'll have Sean join us a little bit later. But uh, we want to jump right into this question about the election, because uh, this may be the most important election of our lifetimes. I would say it, it's certainly one of the most complicated and important elections since you were first uh, elected clerk, uh, Madam Winfrey. And um, just want to let Darren open the questioning because uh, because he's been studying how some of these elections have been going and and uh, boy it's this this is high stakes it doesn't get any higher than this yeah and and because you have not um, spoken publicly and we want to be fair um, I just want to first open up the floor and give you the floor and say what you want to say to Detroit voters and others who have been watching the situation. Yeah, so despite what um, uh, a lot of mainstream media says uh, about uh, Detroit uh, election process and those of us who administer their process, you know, uh, we have it together. Uh, yes, uh, there are some uh, things that uh, stand in our way, mostly legislative in terms of um, us being able to execute a perfect election. Uh, but, you know, we are administering an election uh, during a pandemic, which I think most people forget. And I know, Darren, you said that uh, in one of your op-eds that I have one job to do. Well, I don't. <laughs> According to the charter, I have three mandated jobs, right? And a keeper of all official records, clerk the council, and administer the elections. And so I think people forget um, the, the charge that's before us uh, is very people oriented uh, and people make mistakes. 
And as such, uh, it, it always makes one doubt if we know what we're doing. We do know what we're doing. And in all the investigations that's gone on after every election that we administer, one thing has been constant, and that is there's never any fraudulent activity in the city of Detroit as it relates to administering elections. And, and all of our ballots were tabulated and have been tabulated as received. So, you know, when mainstream media throw things out there like, you know, we don't know what we're doing, you can't trust the process, I see that as voter suppression. And it's very unfortunate, but it does happen. And, uh, but, but it mostly is, it's just ignorance. Uh, this election, uh, this year has been uh, particularly complicated because of the pandemic. Uh, as you all know, that Detroit was at one time a hot spot, um, but we've got it right. We're doing it right. Uh, thanks, thanks to our governor, and um, where our numbers are looking better in terms of COVID. However, uh, people are still uh, afraid uh, to come into the city. People, many of our poll workers of past, uh, didn't make it through the pandemic, and those that did decided they didn't want to work, uh, and, and that's mostly in the primary. But moving forward to the general, we're looking very good. Okay. Uh, we have all of our uh, poll workers that we need, all 10,000 of them, plus uh, those that work as substitute poll right. workers. And that, that, and that sort of leads me to my next question. Um, you know, everyone is familiar or there are a lot of people who are familiar with what happened with the primary. And so sort of explain what has been what has been changed, what's different. Um, the one thing, the one change that uh, I did notice is that Daniel Baxter has been brought back as the director of elections and what other changes will be going on um, come November 3rd? So that's not true. Daniel Baxter is not the director of elections. Georgia Zeus is the director of election. Daniel Baxter okay. and Chris Thomas have been brought on as election consultants. Okay. Chris Thomas uh, mostly deals with the legal issues, the challengers and those kinds of things. And Mr. Baxter will deal with uh, and has been dealing with the absentee voting process. So and, that's a, that's a different thing. And and, and, I, and, and I apologize for that because that's what he mentioned last week. Go ahead. The other I don't know. The other different thing is that uh, we have a lot of support from the community, support that we've never received before. Uh, the city of Detroit has stepped in and, and doing a yeoman's job in terms of opening up the rec centers. They weren't being used anyway, so we're now using them as vote centers. Uh, the state of Michigan, Jocelyn Benson, has stepped up tremendously in terms of supporting the work that we're doing, uh, partnering with those people that she has partnerships with, like uh, like the, the uh, Pistons and the... Uh, and the, um, I'm not a sports girl, but <laughs> uh, the sports teams that are, are partnering with us and the state as well. I mean, and the, yeah, the state, the governor is working with us and talking with us and making sure that uh, even during the primary that we have everything that we need uh, to get through this process. So that's a different thing. And it's a welcome thing. The other different thing is that we're able to work in shifts. Now our poll workers didn't happen before uh, prior to uh, this election, our poll workers worked one shift and that was an, a 20, 24 hour day, you know, and, and that's hard on anybody. So now I, I petitioned the, um, Secretary of State sometime back in uh, March, and she agreed that we can work in shifts. And, and so we will be working. Uh, we'll have two shifts 
uh, at the uh, AD County Board, the Assembly County Board, TCF. Regarding the Secretary of State helping out, I mean, the reason she's helping out is because the Wayne County Board of Canvassers and, and Mike Duggan asked her to help out. Um, do you admit that there are problems and that you've had problems in the past in getting an accurate count? And uh, what are your feelings about her being uh, involved in a in counting Detroit's vote? The reason why uh, Secretary of State Jocelyn Bensing is helping out is because that's her job <laughs> as the overseer of the uh, of elections. Is she providing the, the same kind of help Michigan. to Grand Rapids or Warren or Lansing? Yes, the, she the is. same that's exact kind job. of help. That's her job uh, to oversee the election process for the state of Michigan. And she's doing a good job at it. Uh, uh, the Board of Canvassers, yeah, we had a conversation with the State Board of Canvassers before they certified. And they put it like that for a reason. That's her job to oversee the process. Is she doing an amazing job at it? Yes. Uh, is she uh, uh, a little bit more aggressive in terms of the process than previous uh, Secretary of State's, yes. Is it a welcome partnership? Yes, it always has been. I've always had good relationships with uh, Secretary of State, and this is no different. Um, I like Jocelyn's energy. I like what she brings to the table. I like the fact that uh, we work together. And uh, yeah, it definitely makes a difference because she can help me uh, push legislation that helps all of the clerks in the city of Detroit, I mean, in the state of Michigan. Uh, Madam Clerk, I think one of the legislative problems that you're referring to is in Michigan, if the uh, if the numbers from the polling place don't match up with the the uh, the count, and I may have the terminology a little bit wrong, you can't recount all those ballots, and so people have to just assume the numbers that came out of the polling place were accurate. And I, I believe you, and I know other people in the state have tried to get the legislature to change that law. Why won't they do that? And and what is the problem with trying to get the numbers from the polling place to match up with, with numbers that you come up with elsewhere? That's correct. When you say numbers, it's not numbers of ballots. It's uh, transfer case numbers. It's seal certificate numbers. If those numbers don't match what's written in the poll book, that transfer case cannot be recounted. So, and, you uh, know, Madam Clerk, let, let's, so let's stop there for just one sec, because I think people get confused with the terminology. When you say... They do? The, when you say transfer case numbers and then poll book numbers, can you tell us in just the most common English what those are so people don't come out of this, you know, cooking up some new conspiracy theories because they just don't understand what we're talking about. Yes, and that's, that's, that. so every poll book has seal certificates, right? And those seal numbers is in a poll book might be one, two, three, four. That's the seal that's associated with that poll book. Why is the seal so important? Because the seal then is put onto the transfer case, which holds voted ballots. So if that seal number on the transfer case doesn't match the seal number in the poll book, that transfer case cannot be recounted, meaning those ballots inside that case cannot be recounted. What will happen oftentimes is that if a seal number in the poll book is written as 
one, two, three, four. Then it's that poll worker's job to write on the actual seal that will close the transfer case, that number, one, two, three, four. Oftentimes or sometimes poll workers will write one, two, four, three, transposing the numbers. Very human error. And if they put that on that seal and then lock the transfer case with that seal, which is not matching the seal number in the poll book, that transfer case is now deemed unrecountable. I've been talking about this since I've been elected. Yes, the terminology gets all twisted because people don't understand the process. And let me say this, that's why we have Darren ML. That's why we have for before every election, the Thursday, before every election, we have a press conference so that you all can understand. It's hard. It's a lot to understand in, at one press conference. I get that. But that's your opportunity to ask those questions. We have accuracy tests that same day. That's that opportunity to see those ballots being run through and matching what's on the total state with what is on the tabulator. And that's so, the and so, Madam, and Madam, to get a basic understanding of the process. And so, Madam Clerk, with with the things that you've been talking about, and knowing that the spotlight has been on Detroit since 2016 because of what happened in that that election. And given some of the things that have happened with you, with people marching at your home and all of these things that have been going on for, you know, the last few months, how much pressure do you feel to to deliver on what's going on in Detroit um, or and, and knowing that this Michigan is a battleground state? How much pressure are you feeling about November the 3rd? You know, what? the pressure is always on to do a good job. Always. I've been like that as a teacher. And I'm like that now as uh, an election administrator. But Darren, you know, you know, you should know better than anyone else the extra steps that I in particular take as we, I administer this election. Because when you were in a Detroit hospital, it was me who got your ballot from Southfield when your clerk at that time wouldn't even deliver the ballot to you saying she didn't have enough people to do it. But it was me and my deputy that came and gave you your ballot, waited for you to vote it and took it back to Southfield. Those are the things that I do on the regular over and beyond serving. And I do it and I do it even though you weren't a Detroit resident. I do it because I believe in the process and I know the importance of voting. And it's always, always, always the most important thing an individual can do. And I never want to be one to limit that right or take that right away from anyone. So I will always go over and beyond. I always feel the pressure from the presidential election to the most local of elections. The pressure is always on to get it right. And as long as I sit in this seat, that will always be my charge to get it right every time, every election. So to that point, how do you think um, your office has done comparative to other cities the size of Detroit? Do you think you've done a good job or a better job or a worse job to similar cities? It depends on what you're looking at when you say good job. Well, job, okay. Job. Well, but I can tell you this. How about recorded ballot counts uh, being accurate? I mean, because there's the 72% of the absentee precincts not matching. I mean, is that, no do you consider that See, normal? When you, say that, when you say that, that's wrong. It's not that 72% were not matching. They could not be recounted. Okay. How about 46% of vote counts and being I, out of balance? And to answer your question, 
And to answer your question, I'm very active in all of the clerks association and Detroit is always the leader. Philadelphia clerk and her team was down here in March in the primary to shadow us because they wanted to get it right. And they're definitely a battleground state as well. Elections is very hands on. And what you see and what you hear in the in the, because people want to sell the news uh, may not sound like uh, we've got it right, but we do. Uh, talk to the Brennan Center and some of these other public policy groups that are national, and you'll see the work that Detroit does. You'll see we're one of the leaders, and we're one of the best, and sometimes and oftentimes at home, you're treated worse than you are when you're away from home. It's just what it is. Uh, but I thank you guys for this opportunity. I know my time is is uh, nearing. Oh yeah. I, I just have one real quick question. And then I want to give you the last word on something um, uh, because there's going to be a lot of scrutiny of this election. And, and we know how people like to twist things and like to uh, like to conflate things into something that, that may not be real. Um, would you be open to allowing a free press reporter and photographer access to the TCF center when the count's going on so that people can feel like they're there for themselves and witness this for themselves and they can see what's going on without having to take things secondhand from people who may not be fair brokers. Yeah. So I don't have a problem with it, but the, the thing is they must be sequestered the entire day. Okay. So they can't leave. They have no in and out privileges. So if they want to do that, they do need to let us know ahead of time and they need to know that they must be sequestered. You cannot leave okay. once you're entered until all the ballots are counted. But they can use the and bathroom, finally, right? And finally, let me say, because I'm asked about how I how Detroit is doing or Michigan is doing as compared to other municipalities, same like municipalities. Let me ask you to read the news and look at some of the other states right now that are early voting and they're standing in lines that are four and five hour long lines. Sure. That's unacceptable. I don't, too. Hear you. I don't hear you talk about the 23 vote centers that we have opened, the 30 drop boxes that we have opened, that we maintain. Our vote centers have been open since the 5th of October. They're open seven days a week. And that's why our voters are not standing in those long lines that you see around the count around the country. So if you want to compare us, please let's compare us and let's compare us fairly. How are they being treated standing in lines weeks before the election, two and three hours just to cast their votes in person, their absentee vote in person, how we're doing as it, I say an A plus. Sure. I say and, an A plus. And, because Madam right Clerk, now you can vote seven days a week. And it'll take you ten minutes to do it. The, the Free Press has reported the the Free Press has reported on the drop boxes and some of the things you're doing. And and I know from personal experience, if you go to the clerk's office, you can vote right now. So the your staff right there on on West Grand Boulevard, super helpful, very efficient people. Uh, it's a good thing for people who want to avoid the lines. Um, last question, because I need I know you need to go, and you've been very generous with your time. How do you feel when you hear somebody's going to show up at your house? and start protesting. And I say this as someone who's shown up at your house to ask some questions. So I, I know on this issue, <laughs> I, I was not invited, but I, I did try and schedule an interview and, and you were kind enough to talk to us when we connected. But uh, when you hear people are coming to your house where you live with your family, you live in a very lovely neighborhood, but the neighbors are right next door. It's not like you're on some estate where, you know, people can just bother you. They're going to, they're going to get on everybody else's lawn and block their driveways and whatnot. How does that make you feel when that happens? You know, um, I feel for my neighbors. 
<laughs> um, and I feel for my family. But as an elected and a public person, I guess it comes with the territory. Um, but these particular protesters that are coming every Thursday, it's unfortunate because the young lady uh, that's coming is upset because she lost her race. But the upsetting part is she has a shared district with North. And my question is, I wonder why. Uh-oh. We're having a little Zoom problem there, but I, could you finish that thought for us? You say that, that she's angered people or she may have alienated people in your district who might vote for her in the future. Is that, was that your No, I, I, I'm, I'm, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. What I said was, I wonder how they feel. I wonder how my neighbors feel who more than likely voted for her because she won very handsomely in Northwest Detroit, but she lost Redford. Oh, so if your issue is you're doing this because you feel like you were somehow, I don't know, uh, because you lost and you don't feel good about it, you won in Detroit. You won in Northwest Detroit. So why why you choose me? I have my reasons as to why you choose me. Um, I know that um, black lives don't really matter <laughs> and black women's lives matter even less. But that just makes me more determined to do what I do and to serve all. So if that makes her feel better at the end of the day, she and her other three people can continue to do what they do because I will continue to fight even for her as we move forward in this election process. And, Thank you guys so and what's much. And her, what's her name? Can you throw that out there? So we know who Brenda we're talking about. Brenda Hill. Brenda Hill. Okay. Well, well, uh, Ms. Hill, uh, next time you come to see the clerk, bring your flowers, maybe bring your ballot because uh, she's collecting them. And uh, certainly am. I certainly am. Thank we, you so much, guys. I appreciate you. We wish you the best Thank luck you. on election day and maybe we'll talk Thank to you, you afterwards. We'll hope Thank everything you. goes flawless. Thank you. That's your Detroit city clerk. Janice Winfrey, she is in a, a hot seat every every primary and every general election, and uh, it couldn't get much hotter this year. Um, uh, Darren, what what'd you think about what you heard there? I wasn't completely surprised by what she said. Um, she defended herself, which is perfectly um, perfectly fine. Um, the shot she took at me, that's per perfectly fine. I mean, you know... Um, She's comes, keeping it score. Comes, it, it comes with the territory, but I will also add to what she said. I did not request that. That was that I made a Facebook post where one of your colleagues reached out to her, and that is what happened. Um, so that's why she came to visit me in the hospital. But but it was not because of anything that I requested. I, I did make sure. a request to the general public, um, and someone. Uh, reached out to her to make that happen. So that's a little bit different than sort of how she kind of cast it. So I just want to make that clear. But outside of that, um, it wasn't anything that, that I wouldn't have expected from, from any public official um, who would sit down with the media and uh, 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 talk about, you know, why she is a good city clerk. I mean, she's not going to get on any show and say, you know what, I'm, I'm terrible at my job. You know, there's there's nobody nobody that will say that at all. Yeah. Although it was interesting to Mark's question when he said, "Did you do good, okay, or she didn't or, like that question or bad?" I was sitting here thinking, "Well, she's going to say great," but she kind of said, "Well, I guess it depends how you want to look at it." And I was like, oh, "Okay, that's an interesting answer." Right. But uh, I, I don't think there is widespread fraud in voting. But when you know the Wayne County Board of Canvassers says there's problems and 46 percent of um, the vote counts are out of balance. That's going to invite a lot of people to say, eh, that looks like fraud. 
You know, and so that had like, and and just to echo Darren's article, that's her one main job. Everything else is pretty much on autopilot, honestly, but that is the one main job and and she's failing at it. I'm sorry. She is. I don't know that I would say the other stuff is on autopilot as someone who relies on the clerk's office to get me records on city council on how they voted. That's a very important job, but certainly it's, it's a very low profile job where very few people have any uh, experience in how well they do it. And, and I will tell you, I've found her office to be very responsive in terms of helping me find out things about how our council members voted, particularly when they vote on things they probably shouldn't. I'm thinking of you, Gabe Leland, but, um, and your $2 million you voted for, for a contract involving companies uh, that were at that time owned or run by your girlfriend. That's not why you ended up uh, getting in the... In a, in a pickle barrel, but, uh, and why is he still on council? What is going on with this city council? We've got nine city council members, one of whom for three years we've known is, is a bad egg, and the other eight can't say something is rotten in, on the 13th floor. That, to me, is, uh, is, 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 is ridiculous. But That is a completely different show. Yeah, no, sorry, sorry. What, what, <laughs> you will so, be talking for yeah. the next two hours. You, you can find a, that at soulofdetroit.com. Go, go to our archives for that one, right. but... But I woke up in the uh, clerk's office uh, at 5 in the morning, maybe it was 4 in the morning, uh, in 2016 to do a live shot because we still didn't know who had, uh, who had won Michigan. And we didn't know who had won Michigan because we didn't know who had won Detroit. So I think the nation's eyes are going to be on Detroit. And this year, it is... You know, we have mail-in balloting, which we haven't had before, which right. suggests that we're going to have more ballots to be counted on the day of counting, and, and they're not no, great no, at doing it on the day of make counting. Make sure we're clear. No, no, uh, no reason uh, absentee ballots, because people could get them before, right. but they had to, to give a reason as to why they weren't going to be around for elections. So that's what's making it more, you know, a lot bigger. These yeah. Days. So, so they have an even bigger task. Uh, you know, they, they've had trouble swallowing the elephant with one bite, and now they have a herd of elephants they need to digest on deadline. Because we have a president now, unlike presidents in the past, who have said, "I don't know that I'm going to believe what the outcome is unless unless I win." Uh, he said that last time too, but he won. So, I, and even then, he didn't believe the outcome. I guess, which was was interesting. But, but what 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 I find. Uh, Interesting. This is a high wire act now, and she does have all this extra help from the state, which she never had from Ruth Johnson. Uh, Chris Thomas, you, you heard a couple names. Darren mentioned uh, Daniel Baxter for years. He helped run elections in Detroit. Uh, there were still problems, but he's he's an old hand. Um, and then Chris Thomas, who retired from the Secretary of State's office, has been very involved in recounts in Detroit and state election issues. This is a guy who has some expertise and and runs state elections for thirty years, right? And and do we think that with Baxter back, um, even though he doesn't have you know a thousand percent batting average, and Chris Thomas coming in, and all these city employees and volunteers and people the Secretary of State has brought in, what what do we think the chances are that we're going to have this thing voted within twenty four hours, and that that vote total is going to stand up to a challenge i don't know if we'll have uh election results the night of um i think michigan as well as several other states it's going to take at least a day to get all of these counted unless unless um the laws change to where um 
people can begin counting absentee ballots very early. If they have to count them all the on uh, beginning November 3rd, there's no way that they're going to get through um, all of that the night of the election. Mark, do you think that provides a window for uh, for our self-appointed militiamen to step up and say, "Of course, of course, know, people will." We've declared the winner. Of course, that's going to happen. I don't. I don't think that's a big surprise at all. I just like the fact that uh, looks like you're booked for election night, uh, spending the whole night at the TCF Center. She did not answer that question about whether oh, I can use the can. Well, no. So bring a I'm stadium not, pal. I'm not a cam. I'm going to get those astronaut underwear. The, there you the, go. The, those will be handy. But it, it, a urinary control device. Uh, what did Ron Mexico use? What was that thing he had when he was stadium there? pal? Isn't that oh, is uh, okay? Yeah, yeah sure, so. sure. Number seven. But it, it, what what's staggering to me and what scares the hell out of me is I is, as we've said on this show before, I don't believe in conspiracies for the most part. But when you have questions about whether the the ballots actually say what they say and you can't open them and recount them because somebody transposed a number that first of all it's 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 mind-blowing to me that somebody transposes a number wrong that seems like a really simple thing so how do you screw that up okay fine maybe they've been working 18 hours maybe they're 100 years old you know all that other stuff maybe their hands shaking from all the free coffee but how how is it that we can't change the law to fix that. This has been a problem since 2016, and we can't get the legislature to say we want to do what we need to do to make sure that every ballot that counts 10 for this guy, 9 for this woman, 3 for this goofball, that there really is 10, 9, and 3. Right. You know, why can't we examine those? Why can't, you know, this, this, so yes, Clerk Winfrey has not done a flawless job, but that's why we need to have some backups. That's why we need to have some safeguards. That's why we need to have some help from, from Lansing. And, and this legislature, when it comes to this kind of stuff, is just, quite frankly, pathetic. Well, at least uh, I'm glad she joined us, just uh, for the fact that she's going to get some free beer out of it, right? Ooh. All guests of Harriot ML Solo Detroit receive a 12-pack of Altus Lager. Oh, he loves beer. Although, for some reason, I have a feeling it's just going to end up back in your house. No, no, no. I'm going to bring it uh, during the sequestration. <laughs> to the DCF Center? So uh, I will give her 12 beers at the end of that day. Whether they'll be empty or full remains to be seen. You so. mean by Wednesday? Oh, by Wednesday. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, that'll be the only bar that's open all night in Detroit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. so why not? Yeah. But uh, anyways, uh, Darren, thanks for coming in. We're going we're gonna to bring Sean into the con- conversation shortly. But first, I have to tell you about a very special offer. And if you've been waiting to take care of your business, male or female, listen up. Because today we have a new Manscaped product alert. Manscaped just released the Weed Whacker. This, this handy-dandy little contraption oh, that I hold one. in I my hand. I have one. Yeah. I, uh, well, I'll let you use it. Uh, no, right. thanks. No? You, Not please? now. Anybody want to take a note? Darren, can I, Sean? Uh, no, <laughs> that's okay. Uh, well, you're supposed to this. share uh, nose hair trimmers. What? Oh, what, what, this is well, I mean, okay. Maybe, maybe I breathe that. Okay. So, anyways, get your own weed whacker, and it also works for your ears, which I, I shudder to think about. Take a look in the mirror, and I guarantee you'll see hair sticking out of those holes. It's time to keep your ear and nose hair looking as nice. And I, this is why we're doing this after the uh, the uh, clerk left. Uh, this line is uh, it's it's, t- it's time to keep your nose and and ear hair looking as nice as your clean-shaven pubes. So I want to put some space between our very sophisticated and elegant city clerk and uh, 
and your hairy balls. So, um, so <laughs> Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game. And this time, you've, you've seen the Lawnmower 3.0. That's good. You know, you can shave your beard with that. And it's, uh, it's made for a man, but it's strong enough for a lady. But the Weed Whacker is great for your nose and ears. When I was in high school, we had a guy. His name was Mr. Shabbat. Super nice guy, English teacher. He looked exactly like Johnny Carson with one exception. This dude had hair coming out of his ears oh. and nose where it almost wrapped around. He could have combed it over. He was a very elegant uh, man, uh, a handsome man. But uh, if he had had the weed whacker back then, oh, my God, Hot for Teacher would have been more than a Van Halen <laughs> song for, I'm sure, many of my co-ed friends. But uh, the other thing is, you ever pull those nose hairs out with your fingers? Let me just tell you, uh, you're going to sneeze for half an hour. Your eyes are going to water. And it's a lot worse than, uh, than shaving other parts of your body with the wrong equipment. So the Weed Whacker is the tool for you. 79% of partners polled, and I think they mean that in the survey way as opposed to somebody used their poll to, to sound them out, admitted that long nose hair is a major turnoff. I, why, do you what? To, why do you have to take a poll for that? I mean, it, and, and what's with the other 21% are just like, Oh yeah, I like that guy with the. Uh, they love you for who you are. With the 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 nosy tail, or I don't know. I mean, that's horrible. So if you want to order one of these, you can get twenty percent off plus free shipping with the promo code ML at Manscaped.com. Uh, that means no matter what you order, no matter how big, no no matter how small, you get twenty percent off and free shipping. Maybe you already have a lawnmower. Maybe you, uh, you're in that 21% who loves the funky nose hairs. Uh, please, uh, please stay away from me if so. Uh, social distancing for us will be like six miles if you can manage that. But uh, if you buy the perfect package, which includes a lot of these great products, you get a free set of boxers, which are pretty cool. Is, it, is this a read or a segment? Well, no, I mean, this is this <laughs> Sean is, a big is silently deal. shaking his head. This is, well, sh- shaving is not as big a deal for Sean. He's, st- he's still recovering from that tortoise that was dropped on his head. Um, Sean, this, this, win- this Halloween, by the way, is going out as Martin Van Buren. It's a uh, low, low impact contest, uh, costume. Uh, maybe, maybe you're not flush with cash, but you want to support the show. You can get the luxury nail kit, which is actually pretty cool for, for grooming your nails because I don't think the ladies like the claws. That's nineteen ninety nine. Or get the crop cleanser, which is a two in one hair and body wash. It's dye free. And I used it this morning. It's got a very nice sort of eucalyptusy smell. So, uh, so we would like to keep uh, Manscaped as a sponsor. That means we need your help. You need to purchase something. Use that promo code ML. And if you purchase more than a hundred dollars worth of goods at manscaped.com and send a copy of your receipt. Just do a screen grab or forward the email to mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. That's mlsoulofdetroit at gmail.com. We will make arrangements for you to join the show virtually behind the scenes. You can zoom in and watch the show from beginning to end as a bystander. So, uh, so help us uh, keep them as a sponsor and and help keep your friends close. I mean, responsibly close by getting rid of some of that crazy ass barbed wire you got growing out of every one of your knobs. So, uh, manscaped.com, promo code ML. I think. Uh, Is that the end of the segment? I think. Uh, uh, oh, one more thing. Shave your balls. Okay. So, <laughs> I won't change my mind on anything, regardless of the facts that are set out before me. I'm dug in. And I'll never change. So before we get to our great debate, Sean is swinging the mic and stepping into the uh, into the uh, the octagon. 
I need to tell you that if you're looking for a new ride, if you're looking for service, if you're looking for repairs, maybe you've been a crack up or you just want a top-notch oil change, Roy O'Brien Ford is the place to go. My mom bought a Ford Focus wagon there. It's fire engine red because my mom is pretty groovy. And 108,000 miles later, she is still a satisfied customer. And she's not alone. Roy O'Brien has been taking care of customers for nearly 75 years from the corner of Nine Mile and Mac. If you don't quite feel like taking the right track to Nine Mile and Mac, as they say, go to RoyO'Brien.com. That's R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-E-N.com. And check out Fast Track, which lets you choose your vehicle and options. But that's not all. You can pick your deal, lease, finance, or cash, get the value of your trade-in, apply for financing, and schedule delivery of your ride. If you go in person... Royal Brian Ford is serious about protecting you and their employees. I've been to the dealership. In fact, last week I did the show from the front seat of an F-150. Sweet ride. And I can tell you they are taking every measure to protect your health while exploring your options. While you explore your options. To learn more, visit Roy O'Brien. That's R-O-Y-O-B-R-I-E-N.com. Or call 888-566-5851. And be sure to tell them ML's mom's son sent you. So, uh, <laughs> okay. or just ML, whatever, you know, Great. That's, a, that's a thinker. Um, so, uh, Madam Clerk, we had a little Zoom issue there at the end, but she was quite exercised about this notion of people coming out to your house to protest. As I recall, she said, hey, that's their right, but she didn't really seem like she was excited about when people exercised that right. And I'm wondering how you guys feel about that notion of... Uh, you know, we're coming to get you. They did that to the chief health officer in Ohio. Uh, we saw people going to Governor uh, Whitmer's official residence, the uh, governor's residence in, in Lansing. And we had uh, Black Lives Matter protesters marching around the Manugan mansion where Mayor Duggan said he didn't, not only did he not have a problem with that, but they picked up after themselves. So he thought that was actually kind of nice. But uh, Are you happy now? <laughs> at least 10 straight minutes. I want to apologize to the listeners. And I love Darren. For, for showing up? Darren is too nice. Um, it's 47 minutes in. We've had nobody to check Mike. Uh, 40, 43 minutes in. Sorry about that. I, I just want to lay that out there. He's been uh, unimpeded, and that's uh, a dangerous thing, as we all know. Um, wanna, oh, yeah. No. And by the way, uh, the, the word we were looking for earlier was depends. <laughs> and don't be ashamed. Look, they work for me too. And you can just walk around. You, you, you get used to it. It gets a little cold at first, but then you, it, the temperature adjusts. And why are you trying to pass around whatever that thing is you just stuck in your nose? That's your own personal worrying COVID test. This and you want us whacker. to use it? Well, I, I, I wouldn't want Darren to use it or Mark to use it, but. <laughs> but apparently me. I see. You know, uh, the, that's the second time I heard depends because Mark said, uh, will Sean be on the show? And I said, depends if he shows up. Well, I, you know, I was stuck at the doctor's office, but I, I don't have a perfect body like you do. Um, I do admire your body. but uh, It's, whoa, it's, you know, it's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> I, I, I texted the man I needed to text. And what was, was your Mr. point? Mr. Darren yeah. Nichols. Okay. And said, look, I'm stuck here, right? I'll be, I'll, I'll get there when I get there. And, uh. And Darren understands that. You don't, though, because the world surround, not surrounds, revolves around you. Do you. You know, if you take this and put an autoclave, you can use it tomorrow. What are we debating about? Mark, <laughs> well, you're the one who started this. I mean, I guess that oh 47 minutes we pulled I, just, a, I was just thinking uh, there were so many points there where you just want to say, okay. Do, do you think it's okay for protesters to go to elected officials' homes or public officials' homes? 
and march around and step on their begonias and say, "Oh, I, I would prefer they not." Now, if you're a public official in a public in a house that's paid for by public money, like the White House, obviously or the governor's mansion, um, then yeah, that's public property to me, in a sense, right? I mean, you can't go in unless you want a little tour and walk around the velvet rope, which you probably have velvet rope at your place. Come to think of it, but uh, you know, since uh, since using the weed, I'm, I get you never smelled so good. Oh, you smell. I, I, you always. I always smell nose hair, but now I don't because my nostrils are. I just freshly pick them. I, I do pick them. I like to cry, you know, because I like to hurt myself. But <laughs> I think this Ooh, might Mark. be. A, I Mark, bat signal, bat signal. Do you not see the uh, bat signal? <laughs> I think uh, that might be an easier way to go, right, Mark? Uh, well, not. I mean, like, this this kind of sucks. I, I agree Mark, with you. Mark it's, is it's in a, a fetal p- position. It's, it's he's looking for a safe place. It's pretty shitty to go to someone's house if they live in a neighborhood and protest because you're not just affecting that person; you're affecting everybody around that uh, might even agree with you until you start protesting in that neighborhood. It's just, yeah, sure, you can do it. It's it's pretty shitty. I don't think you should do it. Or still, so, until somebody walks out with a pink polo and a. And, well, be, a, and be, an Uzi, and uh, this, bring your wife a little pea shooter, right? This in, really know. shows the story becomes about you know them protesting at the house as opposed to what the protest is about. You know, you kind of get off message when you do something like that, in my opinion. So I, I have, uh, as usual, a very nuanced position. I, oh, and I Lord. think I think start, Sean's, the, start the timer, Sean. Sean's already Sean's already set up one of the key points is if you live in in a. It's in all a, about you, baby. If, you, if your home is <laughs> that's really, what I'm here for. If your home is really a public facility, like an official residence. It's kind of fair game, right? Because, you know, if, if you don't want to live in a place that's paid for by the public, you, you shouldn't expect the public to, to show up. But but, but I, I would also say, and as I mentioned to, to the clerk, you know, hey, I grabbed her in the morning one time because she wouldn't return my call. She wouldn't make an appointment. So I had no choice but to try and get her to get answers to my questions. And I think if you have a public official who's been very reticent about engaging with the public – that changes the dynamic because you have to be accountable as a public official. You have to be accountable as an elected official. You've asked people for their votes, but if you don't ask them for your opinion, you kind of don't understand the compact that you've made with the public. So if you're someone who's been known for hiding out, for dodging microphones, for not returning phone calls, I think you kind of open yourself up to that. But And I say this as someone who was outside of Madam Clerk's very – very nice um, uh, home in a very pleasant little neighborhood. Those houses are pretty packed together. So if you are going to go there to make a point to the clerk of the city of Detroit, please be respectful of the neighbors because they don't want any part of this. They aren't involved in this. And uh, when we did go to uh, Clerk Winfrey's house, it was kind of crazy. We we saw... um, a a lovely woman leave the house and, and the clerk is a very lovely woman and so we jumped out to ask her a question and then we realized oh it's not her it's her daughter so that was embarrassing so pretty much everybody should know we're there right so we get back in the car and we're like what do we do now because everybody must know we're here we just jumped out and asked the wrong person who's probably now called home and said mom don't uh, don't come outside there's a couple of jokers waiting for you so we're waiting, trying to figure out what we should do. And then all of a sudden, a car comes flying out of the backyard. It hits the edge of the driveway where the street meets and throws some sparks from the exhaust and takes off down the street. And we thought, oh, crap. Okay, well, they just speared her out of here in the back seat. You know, that was a getaway. So the fact that somebody would leave the house that fast means they absolutely know we're here. Oh, boy, what's going on? Okay, still nothing. Then You're right, still nothing. It's just leading somewhere. <laughs> so then, so then, we're still sitting in the car, figuring, you know, our cover's blown. What do we do now? Then her husband comes out, 
And we're like, oh, shit, here he is saying, you know, you've bothered my daughter. You're here to talk to my wife. As a man, I have to tell you, get the hell out of here or I'm going to drop some blows on you. No, he doesn't even come by the car. So we're like, holy hmm. crap, maybe they don't know we're here. So the neighbor comes out, looks at us as, who are you? You know, we're here to do some work, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, we're here to ask. She goes to the clerk's house, rings the doorbell, and tells them, there's two assholes out here waiting to talk to you. And then we're like, well, now it's blown. This is, this is no way. We're never going to get her because she's either, she was either in the trunk of that car or she's not coming out all day because she knows we're out here. The only comfort I took was some dog was wandering down the street and took a shit on that neighbor's lawn. And I was like, yes, dog, yes. And then as we've given up, the clerk comes out and we're able to ask her our questions. It was the most bizarre stakeout I've ever had in my life. But uh, By the way, those are your two favorite words, aren't they? And then, let me just, let me just. uh... (laughs) Some people are saying that. And it's a great debate. Some people are saying that the debate topic was just to set up that long story. Well, Ben, that wasn't even the debate topic. We were talking about. He was talking about we at first. You're thinking we like, oh, are you are you protesting? Are you leading a group of protesters? You're actually talking about you as a reporter. I think we need to make that clear to our listeners. So it's two different issues. Yeah. yeah. Can you protest at a public official's house versus can a reporter, um, a journalist, show up and sort of stake out? But not, it's the not same concept. Like you do. It's the same concept. Out. If you're not responsive, you open yourself up to people invading your personal space. Well, it's a similar philosophically, sure. But I think there's a huge difference between a hundred people showing up and yeah. and spilling out all over and to, uh, and a reporter and a cameraman. Or yeah, something. and a in a suit. You usually wear a suit, right? Yeah, back then. Yeah, back then. So you know. suit and pants. You know, so, maybe unlike now, you hey, manscape but- yourself when you're <laughs> when you're on a stakeout like that. By the way, he's got all that time. Maybe he just tells himself stories. No comment. <laughs> but as you know, uh, before I go on any stakeout, I make sure my nostrils are pristine. Do you shave your chest? Uh, there's no. Or you like a swimmer? You know? Do you do you shave your legs? I'm like uh, Tiger Tanaka in uh, in. Uh, you want to be porpoise like, don't in, you? Uh, you Smooth. only live twice. Remember when James Bond had the hairy chest and Tiger Tanaka didn't? Oh, and they and they he said uh, Bond's son. Bird does not. Oh no, Bonson. Yeah, because tells he was he, he needed to be Japanese, and and the Japanese right. don't, at least according to that movie, have any chest hair. Yeah, yeah. So, well, now who's <laughs> Sean? He, he, Sean, topic, he, so. he, always, he always brings you back with Bond. He always yeah. gets you back on his good side with Bond. I know it's it's manipulative. He, he knows how to work you. No, I'm nobody, a nobody does it better. <laughs> oh man, the geeks have inherited the earth. Did I do that? What a dork. Is- him wanting to play with us again mean that he's turning into a geek or we're turning into cool guys? Ah, oh, my dear, my goodness. So I was at church on Sunday at St. Ambrose. Uh, I, I hit a couple of parishes on the east side. This was my first time at St. Ambrose. And as I was uh, in line to take communion, I noticed they just had some tape giving people directions, little arrows of which way to go. And it was fine. We were able, oh. to, we were able to follow that direction. But what where, they... Where do you get those made? Uh, well, what they should have done is they should have contacted Sir Speedy Printing because they will do... Well, first of all, they do printing, signs, marketing, everything. They have offices in Harper Woods, Troy, and Novi. But if you're looking for signage and floor graphics to let you know which way to go, is this, this lane... North or south? Is it? Have your hours changed? How do you navigate this very tricky COVID environment? 
Sir Speedy can help you get those sort of things. In fact, I need to try and contact because I got to get some of those. I got to get some of those signs for St. Ambrose. Those are not going to last uh, till this thing is over. But whatever you need when it comes to marketing materials, Sir Speedy has you covered with brochures, signage, direct mail campaigns, promotional products, you name it, and Sir Speedy can do it. They have a full creative staff that can help you design whatever you need. So if you're a company or a church that's just starting up, well, if your church is just starting up, that sounds like a cult. Don't don't call Sir Speedy. <laughs> Stay as far away from Sir Speedy as you, this is a place for business people, not folks who are wearing track suits and white sneakers and waiting for the rapture. <sighs> do they make 3D? Do, can you do 3D printing there? Uh, I just got a text from Sir Speedy. It says, "Stop talking." Uh, okay, they said five eight six seven 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 seventy five hundred. SirSpeedyDetroit.com to get your marketing project going today. Geek of the week. Geek of the week. Um, I'll tell you who's not a geek of the week. Anybody that can make a muzzle. <laughs> for you. Boy, so, so hurtful. You know, I was looking forward to you coming, and now once again I'm reminded. Well, yeah, because he brought on. Darren. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. He brought the talent. So okay. I did. Well, thank you, sir. This room did need some talent. Well, Mark's here, but uh, anyway. so did you bring a geek of the week? I did. did are you going to leave us I'd in like, suspense? I'd like Mark to go first, though. I'd like Mark to go first. Oh, okay. I'll go first because uh, it seems very obvious to me that Jeffrey Tubin uh, would be the geek of the week. Jeffrey Tubin, the author. Um, do we know what he did, by the way? He masturbated on a Zoom meeting. I mean, but that's what it was. He was masturbating? Allegedly, according to two people that were on the Zoom meeting, you okay. know, it was kind of a prep for the election, and people were playing the Democrats, people were playing the Republicans, and they went into breakout rooms. He was playing the courts, so he was in neither breakout room, so he angled the camera down and started playing with himself. And then what do you know? People came back. So what was he looking at, though? Are they sure he was not manscaping? I think they're pretty positive about that. Oh, the weird dear. thing is, is that he's only suspended. I, I would assume that he would get fired for that. It's a pretty fireable offense. Um, but to make this circus even better, at least uh, at least we have O.J. Simpson to comment on it. Because O.J., uh, the, the most famous book written about the O.J. murder trials was by Jeffrey Tube, and That's what FX used for the People versus O.J. Simpson. And uh, classy as always, here's uh, a legend. Well, he's not a murderer. I guess he was acquitted. Acquitted murderer O.J. Simpson. Damn, Jeffrey Tubin. At least Pee Wee Herman was in an X-rated movie theater. I'm just saying. So, uh, you know, classy as always, Juice. I, I got to give that one to the Juice. But uh, so let me ask Mr. Tubin this. Uh, did it fit? Because uh, you, did not oh. a, you did not acquit <laughs> yourself so well there. Was he using it, that glove? And It just doesn't seem like an accident, so... Well, his excuse was terrible. Yeah, awful. I thought I had muted the Zoom video. I thought no one on the Zoom call could see me. I'm like, you know, so I'm just kind of thinking whether they can see you or not. I'm not like, okay, we have a planning session. It's like, you know what? What This is a prime opportunity to rub one out. I'm like, dude. Yeah. But, you know, he's written so many books and he's on TV and he writes for The New Yorker. His schedule may just be so packed <laughs> that he may be like, okay, I guess the meeting's going to go for another 30 seconds. It's time to be grooving on some tubing. And then, uh, and, did to, and did he have to angle the camera down, though? I mean, couldn't he turn the camera away? Couldn't he make, wouldn't you make sure you were muted? No, he wanted people to see it. Plus, he had somebody You really on. think so? Oh, I really do think so. So that means he wanted to end his career. Or, or he wanted to see himself while he was doing it, which just... Maybe gets off on the recklessness of it or the taboo factor. Yeah, that would make more sense. Um, Unless he was just ready to end his career. 
Yeah. Well, as of now, who, who knows? As man, of now, he's know. just suspended. Sometimes when you're stressed and you're anxious, uh, the motivation you have the motivation. The, the way you try to justify no, 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 no. The way you, you actually could do you it, move a little further away from me before you finish this thought? No, no. Just it, back what I'm that saying, chair. I'm talking about self sabotage in general, like not not masturbation. Yeah, it, oh. it leaked out, right? So in other words, maybe he was subconsciously looking for a way to end his career. It leaked out. Are you sure we're not talking? About- yeah. You know what I mean? It comes out sideways, right? <laughs> Uh, verbiage well, phrasing sean yeah well oh dear leave it to mike to turn it all into you know <laughs> oh sexscaping who's your nominee y- you know what you know what i love about guys like oh, jeff tubin is i yeah. sit here and oh, i say okay. i say you guys uh, buddies i wish i was that prolific i wish i could write all those books i wish i could be as successful and something like this happens i'm like you know what i'm good I'm good because you do that no matter what you do for me. Bestseller and masturbator Jeffrey Tubin joins yeah. us to talk about his, you know. I oh, mean, that's, that's always that's going to be his epitaph now. I mean, <sighs> that's what people are going to remember. Okay, Sean, are you ready? Have you, did that, did that get you aroused or should I go? Oh, aroused. That didn't get me aroused. No, you want, you choose. It's your show. Okay, let me, this, this thing is turning the right way. Thank you very much. Well, <laughs> my my Browns medal winner was going to be Jeffrey Tubin, but uh, thank goodness you stole one from him. Let's Mark. just say somebody somebody uh, uh, somebody grabbed it uh, by the short hairs and took it from me. Uh, Silver is going to be uh, Trump coronavirus guru Dr. Scott Atlas, who tweeted, uh. "Masks work." No, even Twitter had to take action, banning his tweet as false or misleading content with potential to harm. And by the way, folks, are you wondering why we still can't go into bars? It's because of nitwits like this guy. But my gold medal winner is, and this may be this may be a prize that can never be rested. It's sort of like uh, he 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 performed so well that no one will ever be able to equal this. It's Mr. Sean Windsor's prediction that the University of Michigan Wolverines are going to go seven and one. What really? So they're going to go undefeated after this week? I didn't know that. Oh, oh, it's seven and one. Is that what I said? I, I may have been still in the hospital. Yeah, I, was made, say. <laughs> I made that prediction. What, what, would they give you fentanyl and crack? I just feel like that there's not going to be a lot of pressure on him this year because of the weirdness of everything. And, um, you know, he's got some talent. I don't know. Maybe does the, he? It, he does have some talent. Does he have so enough talent? It all depends he's on the quarterback. Very, his biggest problem is that he's never had depth. But there's some talent there. They're defensive. They've got some defensive. Well, look, we don't want to bore readers with all that. If the quarterback <laughs> is good, they got a they got a chance. You know, Wisconsin's maybe not quite as good. Penn State. I think they're going to lose to Minnesota. Good. But yeah, that's the big one. That's what they're going to go undefeated after Minnesota. Well, but you say that because you're a Michigan fan and you're you're low on your own. No, no, you're trying to protect yourself from pain. And no, I appreciate. If, that. if anything, I'd be I'd be happy to agree that they're going seven and one. But your one is Ohio State, right? Because yeah, you have Ohio always, State going yeah. to the CFP yeah. playoff. Yeah, the one's Ohio State. Okay. Well, they're going to be zero and two by the time. Uh, well, they might. Who knows? The maybe, third week of the maybe they'll be five and three, and I I don't know. I just figure. Sooner or later, I mean, it could be a year like his first couple of years where he, they kind of played with um, a certain uh, edge and had built some momentum. It's hard to remember that now, but uh, it fell off at the end of the year. But that second year in particular. They got owned by the Spartans. What, where's the edge? Where's the edge? I mean, is, is, isn't there an anniversary this week They got week owned. The first year was the uh, the trouble with the snaps. So oh! that, that wasn't an own. The second year they beat the Spartans, right, and then lost on the fourth down spotting. 
with JT Barrett. Mm-hmm. I don't need to hurt Mark anymore by continuing to talk yeah, about this. It happened. Okay, so Sean, seven and one. Just for your boundless optimism and uh, <laughs> and, uh, and apparently... I was optimistic with your guys, too. I said five to and five, or four and four, rather. Did you? Yeah. That's optimistic? Oh, that's funny. You didn't bring that up, ML. Yeah. Well, it's because I'm not sitting here saying it'll be a great season if we go uh, nine and zero. Oh, they only have seven games. No, no. Well, I don't know that that would be a great season seven and one because they would still lose to Ohio State. Would you yeah, call that a great a season, point. Mark? Uh, well, <laughs> with the way I think they're going to do, I'll take seven and one all day long. I don't know. I'm not good at these sports predictions. They're ridiculous anyway. Yeah, they are. They're really kind of silly. Anyway, so Sean. Was- Oh, wait, we got Sean's geek. What? We got to get Sean's geek. Oh, I thought, oh, wow, you're letting someone else have the last word? Okay. Uh, oh, wow, I like that. Although his um, his 20-minute sexcapade, sexcape <laughs> segment or whatever you would call that, you know, so maybe I don't need to have a geek of the week. I'll make it quick. My geek of the week is, is my people, and by my people, I mean some Democrats or Satan's followers, as some folks think of them. Oh, jeez. Joe Biden, whether uh, Joe Biden's campaign, it, it leaked out that he's considering a couple of Republicans for the cabinet. John Kasich among them, right? Former yeah. governor of Ohio. And uh, and some of the left are freaking out why? at the idea that we would have a couple of moderates in the. Wh- where are we? Wh- why can't we just say, you know what? Let's have a cabinet with a, f- with, with a few people with different perspectives. We used to do that. Why you know are we why freaking Democrats out? Democrats are freaking out. Because every time there's a Democratic administration, there's an expectation you're going to have Republicans in the cabinet. You're going to have Chuck Hagel as defense. You're going to have William Cohen as defense. You're going to bring other people in. Republicans are in the White House, and they won't even talk to a Democrat. That's okay, but Democrats— They won't even let them appoint somebody to the Supreme Court. That's, That's okay. why Democrats no, are mad. No, I know, but you should still keep to your principles of kind of reaching across the aisle and reaching out. It's, but I agree with you. I think you, when you, you know have a blended I mean? cabinet, it shows that this country can work together. You know together. what? I mean, just think about it this well, way. That's why Democrats are mad. We need Republicans. They need to fly—you know, who's going to fly the plane, right? Do you want a Democrat up in the cockpit, or do you want a Republican? Let's be real. I'm not even sure what that means. Right? No, you want a Republican. You do. Flying the plane? Yeah, a, a commercial p- pilot. You want him to have served some time and, uh, and you know, have 30 years of experience. It's even better if they have a southern drawl to me. Wait, I, I, are you flying us somewhere? Are you flying us into... <laughs> no, we ne- what I'm saying is we need Republicans to make decisions. You remember Michael Moore's bit about uh, the difference between Democrats and Republicans? You got ten of them at a table, and they're trying to figure out, or at home, trying to figure out where to go to dinner. The Democrats will take four hours and finally end up at some, you know, vegan place. The Republicans will be at Sizzlers in two seconds mm-hmm. because they make the decision. They're yeah. not messing around. They don't care about the consequence. Yeah, yeah. You know, same thing in a cockpit, same thing in a cabinet. You want uh, you want people that can make some decisions. Why? I, I can't believe I said let's wait for that. You know, I'm just saying, come on, we we got to lighten up here. So there's Sean's Geek of the Week, Democrats. <laughs> the kids are soft. I don't care for that guy. Me neither, too no. soft. I'm going to pretend like you need to just make my dick go soft. Inspired by Sean, we have a very funny cabinet, but now we're going to invite Matt in. So there's some... No, you're there's, taking a shot at Matt already. He's bringing somebody what, from the other it, party. It got hot in here all of a sudden. What happened, Mark? Uh, it's just always on fire down here. Okay. I know. I'm sweating, too. So before we bring Matt in, i got to tell you about my favorite butcher shop, the place to go for prime meats, and that's the butcher on Orchard Lake Road, just west of Middle Belt. Go in and uh, and uh, and uh, mention the soul of Detroit. You get one pound of free breakfast sausage or bacon with any purchase. The butchery now ships the USDA prime and American Wagyu beef nationwide. 
So their their website, if you want to try and order this online, is thebutcherysl.com. That's thebutcherysl, I think is in Sylvan Lake, dot com. All their sausages made in-house from scratch. If you go there to see, to thebutcherysl.com, to see all their amazing selections, you can also follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to see what Chef Dave is carving up daily. Go in there and get your free pound of breakfast sausage or bacon let them know that ML sent you. You can call them at 248-682-COWS. That's 248-682-COWS is their number. They even have small private cooking classes with Chef Dave and Julie Hubbard. Check them out. It's worth the drive. I make it. I'm always happy. I promise you'll be glad when you make that drive too. And make sure, of course, to tell them that ML sent you. Mike. When you make it, do you are you drinking an Altus when you walk in? And do you smell of eucalyptus? Uh, today I smell of eucalyptus. Uh, I never drink and drive, but uh, but when I am not driving, I do enjoy a nice Altus. I just was curious if you bring all the sponsors together in one place. Altus is available like at the butchery. If you walk into the butchery, you drink an Altus, and you, you, you're perfumed of eucalyptus. Well, you know, I like our sponsors. We've done business with our sponsors, and so I like to think that, that there's some cross-pollinization, that if you... You, Good. If you need a car, you'll go to Royal Brian Ford. If you want to celebrate your purchase, you'll have an Altus. If you want to invite people over to look at your new Bronco, uh, which is a very uh, outdoorsy car, you'll you'll grill out with some stuff you got from uh, the butchery. And if you don't want me to trim your nose here, you'll have some floor decals from Sir Speedy Printing. It says, back off, big fella. Okay. That's good. That's a nice plan. And, and of course, you'll have well-shorn personal parts. Brought to you Always by comes Manscaped. back to that, Darren. Darren's over there shaking his head. He which, which sponsor have I missed I on that him. one? This, this is this is bo- oh, and and of Luke? course you can afford to to host the party because Luke Nowacki has helped manage your finances, and you'll invite people to your wonderful home that that is is affordable as well as luxurious. Because Unlike you, your tutor and because Point. you you financed it with uh, David Hall Financial. Okay, so where's Matt? Matt, save us. Sorry, Matt. Sean like, no, set that up. Now he's complaining. You know, I live, I live really close to the butchery, and I can always tell when ML's there because there's all these little nose hairs trailing everywhere inside on the floor. Did you just write that? Yeah. Or did you think that up? I, uh, ML told me to say it earlier. <laughs> I would never, I would never shear man. my nostrils in the butchery. This is a very clean and sanitary place. Oh, now well, sitting alone in the parking lot with Jeffrey Tubin on a Zoom call, who knows what's going to happen? But uh, you know, I'm really disappointed in the fact that you didn't say Jeffrey Lubin. Oh, man! Oh, man! I'm disappointed that you just threw that line away instead of building a whole segment around. Yeah, or me hey, Tubin. Well, I saw me Tubin was uh, was <laughs> was trending this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Sean, God. did you visit? Did you visit uh, the butchery yet? Oh uh, no, I've not been out there yet, but I will. Oh. But I will. That surprised I'll, I'll, me. I'll time I saw a bunch of Mike. rose petals on the floor, so I figured that was you. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to time it up with Mike. So speaking of, of funny... Uh, were they pink or red? Uh, they were a little bit of both. Actually, a couple of yellow, too. Yeah, that's just for friends. Friend. But uh, speaking of funny names, uh, uh, me, Lubin, or what was it? <laughs> uh, Jim Schaefer was telling me the other day he saw that someone was referring to the um, the uh, kidnap, uh, the alleged kidnap conspirators as... Y'all Qaeda, which I thought was, uh, that's, that's, that was pretty funny. Clever, that's pretty yeah. good. I give him yeah. that. One. So, and now Matt, you're in you're in camo. Should we be worried about your views on on the governor and uh, and 
other stuff like that? Because uh, he's in a he's in a rig. He's not in a PT cruiser. Okay, so he's just good. yeah, right. Just so long as you're not right. ready to overthrow the government, we don't really endorse that sort of thing. But um, you know, if you do, could I get an exclusive interview? Oh yes, you can. Oh, oh, yes, you can. And of course, the only thing I'm going to be smuggling or kidnapping don't say it, uh, dear Lord. will not be Gretchen Whitmer. I promise you. Okay. As All right. Long, like I said, don't say it. As long as you're smuggling <laughs> okay. well-shorn plums, we appreciate it. What do you got for oh, us? Oh no, today? it's it's going to be Sean. Here we All go. Right, th- three Pete. Seventy-nine. <laughs> I hate Zoom. You're going for the three Pete. You're doing good, man. The last two weeks were stellar. People should go back it's and listen because to because I love him. I have to mention him. Okay. Um, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Well, Who's he talking about? I don't know. I he, hate is, Zoom. Is, I hate Zoom. He is a I sick man. Love for Sean. you. Yeah, well, he's, not for he, me. He's not talking about me. I said shorn. Shorn. He's oh, not talking about me. Well, okay, shorn. Well, same thing. What do you think? I'm from All Washington? Right. <laughs> All right. In 1879, in a New Jersey lab, Thomas Edison tested an electric incandescent lamp with a carbonized filament, which is, you know, the light bulb. And the results, well, they were like Hunter Biden on a Tuesday. Stayed completely lit for over 13 hours and then immediately burned out. And that story was also only reported in the New York Post. The failing New York Post. Oh, wait, that's the New York Times. Sorry. Should we be concerned that you're zooming in and we only see you from the shoulders up? Can you just put yes, your hands up concerned. so we know? What is that camouflage covering? You're not tubing on us? Uh, yeah, I am not tubing on you guys, I promise. Thank you. Okay. What else happened? Oh, he's smiling. Oh, gee. Gee, Mark, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> I think I should continue. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, this is what else. Hopefully something from uh, like the 1946-ish, I'm guessing, I'm hoping. Oh, my God, you got a crystal ball in there? Uh, uh, okay, well, in 46, yeah. Ten Nazi officers accused of war crimes stood before a military tribunal this week in 1946. And you'll be happy to know all ten Nazi officers were hung. But that's not why they were executed. <sighs> Wow, we go from Master Bates to Master Race. Well done, sir. <laughs> oh man, that's they're not Master Race. God, don't start that kind of talk. So, so that's what they the governor's told people ugly before they got executed. You're a white supremacist. Oh, that's what I'm taking. <laughs> whoa, whoa so, those are those are some leaps. That's what I've taken so far from. He's not day. saying they were wrongfully convicted. He seems to be taking glee in their uh, in their their demise. And oh, I thought he was taking glee in their size. Both. And I'm a little jealous. Ooh, listen to that, Sean. Right on. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, I was, I'm a little jealous, too, I think. That's probably why. This is uh, alliteration. Of Nazis? Of, yeah, come on, man. <laughs> no, of them being hung. <laughs> Damn it. You walked right into that one. Can't well, they, help they, you. They hung Mussolini, too. Next. Next. Okay. I'm going to skip this, this short one. Yeah, you should. In 1999, <laughs> a month after being inducted into the Hall of Fame, this artist decided to tackle bluegrass for the first time by releasing the album entitled The Grass is Blue, which earned her another Grammy. I mean, Grammy. You guys know who I'm talking about? I do. I'm, oh, uh, who? Dolly Parton. That's right. But I also knew that Dolly- your second joke was in 1946, so I think uh, I might be cheating. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Dolly Parton is considered one of the most famous and recognizable female artists of all time. Thanks in part to her two greatest assets. Don't do it. Talent and hard work. Ah. And it was. <laughs> Don't mess with was Dolly. Fucking Zoom. And it was her talent and hard work that gave us some of the biggest hits. <clears throat> excuse me. Biggest hits in country music. 
Don't uh, mess with Dolly. <laughs> did you uh, did you see her autobiography on Netflix? Uh, the movie? No, it, it's I did, a joke. Rub, I did rub against it on a subway though oh, once. It, it's, it's called. Would somebody tell me what my feet look like? What is happening, Darren? <laughs> Darren, what's happening? This has gone down. Oh, Darren's there. Straight I forgot. Down. Hi, Darren. <laughs> this has gone straight down. Um, but isn't this an anniversary ML of another sort this week? Uh, I think one's coming up. I, I'm not oh, sure. Oh, okay. But it may be next week. I yeah. got to check my Maybe calendar. next week. Are you purposely hey, avoiding Hey, can I clarify it? something real quick? Oh, boy. That you didn't mean to wear a baseball cap and a red beard and a camouflage shirt to suggest that you're practicing out there somewhere? No, I was going to clarify that I didn't mean to wear sleeves. But I had another thing I was going to clarify, and that is, I don't care what you think, I pronounce it Andes. I know ML pronounces it Andes, but he also uses what? a small spoon to put marmalade on toast. I'm sure of that. So get off me with the Andes crap. Uh, actually, I'm wearing my Manscaped Andes right now. They're very comfortable. Ooh, very good. Close. Well, I guess two out of three ain't bad, right? <laughs> oh, you're giving yourself two out of three. Okay. That's another great okay. song, isn't we'll, it? We'll go with that then. <laughs> and we get... I'm still processing some of those jokes. I think you're going to call Sir Speedy and see if we can print some pro LBGTQ t-shirts I, I, with I, the MLS of Detroit so I, we can survive that. I think I will make sense of some of those jokes just around the same time all the votes are counted in Detroit. So it may, may <laughs> it may be a while. But in the meantime, I want to tell you about the original Detroit Lager. That's Altus. And it's making a comeback here in the greatest city in the world. It's the do anything, anytime with anyone beer. I love to grab a case when I'm headed to hockey, and I even make sure to keep it stocked at home. So that way, home or away, I'm ready to play. Fun fact about Altus is it only takes six to make anyone a 10. There's a lot of things that started here in Detroit that went away, but boy, I'm glad Altus is back. It's a lager that packs a punch and is seriously smooth and is delicious. So go pick some cans up today for yourself and enjoy. You can find it on tap at your favorite bar. If not, let them know you want some Altus from the tap. Or go to altus.beer to find the location nearest you. I promise this beer is insanely good, and you'll be thanking me for the suggestion. Altus.beer, good beer, good times, good music. Oh, and that brings us to Room 7609, where we are doing new wave covers by bands that would not be considered new wave. And we've got some great nominations. You can send those to mlsoulofdetroit.com. We, uh, at, uh, sorry, mlsoulofdetroit at Gmail. We've actually had so many nominations, we are going to extend this into November, mainly because I had one, then I think, did I have another one? No, no, I think by by public acclaim, we went with Johnny Cash doing Personal Jesus last week, and Mark has a nomination from his favorite band, Radiohead. One of my favorite bands. I thought Van Halen was your favorite band. Uh, They're up there. I I do like Radiohead more. He likes Pearl Jam, too. If you're making me rank them. But but yes, Radiohead has done some... (laughs) Great new wave covers, so many that I'm not sure which one Mark has picked, but he he's in charge. So yeah, they did the um, New Order ceremony. They did that, but since you like the Smiths, uh, they do have a really, uh, I think, a really good Smiths cover. 
Yeah, and, and Ceremony was also done originally by Joy Division, but boy, oh yes. boy, it's tough to beat the Smiths and uh, the Headmaster Ritual. Oh, uh-huh. 
as a Smiths fan, is that ML approved? Oh, that's that's outstanding. And I love, um, there's that little hitch where they kind of fade out when they're not singing mm-hmm. the lyric uh, right after Belligerent Fools from Manchester Schools. And it's a great refrain. I don't know why they don't sing it, but I love it. Spineless swines, cemented eyes. How can you not want to utter those words? It's just such a great put down, you know? <laughs> you, you love lyrics. Whatever you say. Well, the thing about about uh, the, the headmaster ritual too, like so many things involving Morrissey, is it's all a lot of it's autobiographical. And there's this great Smiths documentary that you can find on YouTube, where he tells about his time growing up in uh, in uh, the public schools in um, in Manchester, and it's one of the greatest put downs ever. Where he kind of talks a little bit about what an oppressive uh, experience it was, and then they he says at the end about the school, he goes, "Not to be recommended." I mean, it's just such a subtle so, put down. It's so not like, deep. it sucked. He's just like, I wouldn't necessarily go there if I, if I could avoid it, which is, uh, I think is uh, like all real great slams. It, it's so, uh, it's the sharp knife that you barely feel going in between the ribs <laughs> that finishes you off. But anyways, Radiohead. Sounds like Marcy lyrics. Yeah. Radiohead is, uh, is, is. Uh, yeah. You don't like them, do you? Uh, I don't mind them, but that's my favorite Radiohead song. Oh, um, oh ouch. Wonder why. So. You know what I thought was interesting about that song was how much he sounded like yeah. Morrissey. When oh, he I sang. thought you were going to say how much he sounded like Nazis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your favorite group of people, apparently. Damn it! <laughs> this segment is reluctantly brought to you by Luke Nowacki, uh, who oh, says Luke some Nowacki. people Sorry, like Luke. to save up for something really nice, like a nice earring or a new earring that looks pretty cool. Or maybe even a time machine that could take you back to the 90s when dudes with earrings that weren't pro athletes were a thing and Sean didn't feel so guilty. Or a house If with you're an wondering extra room. how you can budget for a major purchase, call Luke Nowacki at 248 663 4748 or email at lnowacki, that's L N O W A C K I, at pinnaclewealthstrategies.com. You can find a link to Luke's site on our website, that's mlsoulofdetroit.com. He can assist you to devise a plan target to help you reach your financial goals. And when you are dealing with Luke Nowacki, it's not like dealing with Sean Windsor because he will make it all about Hmm. you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Member FINRA SIPC. Royal Alliance Associates Inc. is separately owned, and other entities and or marketing names, products, or services referenced here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Inc. Oh my goodness, I think we're almost done the uh i was waiting for the sweet release of death but i think we may, uh, <laughs> no no more talk about the smiths or morsey you sure or kwame or yeah or kwame. oh belligerent ghouls from washington schools that's true hey, wait a second Empty. he did not mention kwame mark no i know you mentioned him once and i mentioned him once i oh. tried to get him to walk into it with the anniversary oh i'm proud of mike he avoided it on purpose i am proud of him you think you know me but all you know we do. is that you have not plumbed the depths of my soul. All right, great. Are these more Morrissey lyrics? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know what? They could be. Are you going to do a whole show one day that is just all Morrissey lyrics? Uh, with a little Pink Floyd tossed in. Oh, God. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I hard- feel like I've put, like, posed this challenge to him, and now he will, just despite no, us. I, I, <laughs> I, I want to I recut the whole episode so I can get those Pink Floyd <laughs> lyrics right. I'm as a, as a huge Pink Floyd fan, I'm... I'm no one's going to look it up. Don't worry. I'm aghast. Well, this is this is a this is a difficult transition after 
after the shit people have just listened to for the past hour, this is where we encourage them to donate so that we can keep doing this. I'm not sure that well, we've yeah, actually... But you're in sandals, so clearly we need some donations because I'd rather see you in shoes. I'm not sure we've yeah, actually agreed. set that up. I did take the socks off, though. Did you thank you. Your, thank you, you for that. Did you shave your feet with your manscape? No, you, uh, you took your socks off because you're wearing eucalyptus, right? That's, that's coming up. That's the Hobbit 3.0 from Manscaped. So that's, uh, if I did want to donate, how would I do it? I, it's just such a ridiculous question at this point. I don't even know if there's any. Okay, let's say I wanted to buy something. Where do I buy it? Well, if you wanted to donate, you could go to mlsoldetroit.com. There's a little PayPal button there. Is there a store if I wanted to buy a shirt or a gator? Well, you know, despite uh, despite the uh, the Security and Exchange Commission's protests, we are selling <laughs> merchandise under the uh, Drew and Mike store um, uh, umbrella. Okay. So you you can go to drewandmikestore.com and they will. Uh, they will, um, you know, we, we've got masks, we've got gators, we got keychains, T-shirts, hockey jerseys, stickers, signed Kwame sutras. Ding! Uh, and we soon will be adding hoodies in a very nice heathered blue with an alternate logo for us. Um, a long sleeve T-shirt, also in heathered blue with an alternate logo. And beanies with our classic logo. Uh, no, no, with, I'm sorry, with our alternate logo. They they basically, they'll keep your head warm when it's too cold to wear your trucker hat anymore. So that's it. Yeah, that's feedback so, going well. Um, we, we hope you will also subscribe to the show. Uh, that's easy to do. Share the show because we could use we could use your help uh, broadening our audience. Rate the show. And of course, love the show. But even if you don't love the show, we, we'll, we'll share your feedback. This week, as a matter of fact... It's one of the cruelest pieces of feedback we've ever received. Downright hateful uh, from someone who clearly um, great has missed the real value and real talent in this outfit. But uh, but we're going to read it anyways. Oh, it must we, not be about you. We fear no one. And uh, and just dawn writes. I listen to all the shows on the Red Shovel Network except the sports ball one. <laughs> sports ball. <laughs> I obviously find Mark easy to listen to. I really think he fits best on this show. Mr. Windsor is a great journalist, and I enjoy his input on all the topics discussed. Great show! Exclamation point. Keep up the great work. Keep up the great work, guys. And uh, uh, as a afterthought, oh, and ML says a whole bunch of stuff too. With, uh, with did, did you send this in there? With wink, wink emoji. So. Uh, so just don't well, you got the uh, wink that should have been the name of the show ml says a bunch of stuff yeah you got the yeah. wink though that means they secretly love everything you do i don't know i, just, I'm I so, love it when he's just beat down by the end of the show i'm so behind on these emojis you know and i've noticed that our our, our numbers are getting worse the more i get beaten on so maybe you guys should show some grace here and just is that true mark and bask in, bask in uh, the, if he says it, it's true, right? Bask in the, the rule. I guess the reflected that's true. Glow of my my brilliance. But um, uh, before we go this week, we are hoping to hit one and a half million downloads um, of the Soul of Detroit. So if if you uh, if you can be part of that, we would love to to get over one and a half million downloads, which is pretty darn good. Um, Sean. How are you doing, man? You were on the you were on the brink of death, and then you decided well, to go no, see the don't, lions. Don't Isn't exaggerate. that like? Don't exaggerate. I was, why don't you just was, bite down on the uh, uh, on the uh, the capsule there? I'm doing okay. Thank you for asking. Sean's health update is brought to you by David Hall and Hall Financial, <laughs> who care not just about the community; they care about Sean Windsor, which means they care about everybody. That's it's right. a great time to look at your options, and that's why many people are refinancing right now. If you haven't refinanced in the last year, Hall Financial is here to help. 
Now's the time to lower your payments and keep some extra money in your pocket as we go through turbulent times. And if you refinance, you can save a couple of payments because, you know, you have to do the paperwork and that's a way to put some money in your pocket right away. And then with a better deal, you can save money every month. So please, Hall Financial Services, the fastest in the business, put them to the test. See how quickly they can get that deal done. I guarantee you it's going to be less than less than you think and, and maybe even less than three weeks. That is some pretty fast stuff. So go to our webpage and click on the logo to get to their webpage or get started by calling 248-308-5000. Call my man, Dan Morrison, Hall Financial, lower payments, better options, more personal attention, and MLS 1467435. Mike. Yes, sir. You know what else you can do if you refinance? What's that? Take out a little money, build a shed in the back so you can have a place to do your thing and not worry about being on Zoom. (laughs) So that reminds me of a story about a shed I want to build in East Lansing, but I'm going to save that. (laughs) Thank God. I'm going to save that because I don't feel like like taking another round. I heard heard that recently referred to as by a couple of uh, well-respected actors as a jerk shack. Oh. Jerk shack. Oh, speaking of which, Love Shack, one of the great B-52 songs, definitely a a new wave. uh, also always comes back to the something. to the new wave doesn't it i got i like that he didn't, I, I do have a big chrysler i like that he didn't want to tell the story not because we're going long or anything but because he didn't want to get made fun of you know sometimes the strongest men show their can admit character. that they take care of themselves that's okay <laughs> when they cry oh, I do there's take- nothing wrong with doing it just don't do it on camera I do take or, care of myself with the weed whacker and with the lawnmower 3.0. I'm not certain of punching the munchkin during a business meeting. I might trim some nose hairs. That's different. What about your hair? Uh, so that reminds me of another story. You but, braided. Uh, this will be a quick one. <laughs> oh, no. I, I was driving, and uh, and my daughter Emily was in the front seat because she told, gets you've car told this sick. Story. You've told the story. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's one more reason to buy the man... <laughs> <laughs> the, the weed whacker. Who says I don't listen to you? Anyway, right. she pulled the six foot yeah. hair memory. out of Thank my you. ear, and it hurt so much I almost drove us over a cliff. <laughs> Thank you. So, so get the weed whacker, save your whole damn family, and <laughs> and twenty percent free shipping with promo code ML. <laughs> Darren, can, can you swing the microphone to Darren? We we got to end this show with a little bit of a little bit of wisdom. Civility. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Darren, t- tell us about about your last great piece for the free press and your next one. Oh, my last great piece was uh, my journey to the million man March um, that ran on Friday and, and how um, we went there as and Sean was there, right? I don't know. Oh, I would have thought so, but go ahead. Sorry. Um, and that how we have evolved from young men, because I was 24 when I went to the million man March to men who are, uh, keep with the pledge of the million man March and are also uh, leaders in the community. And we are good husbands and fathers and all the things that um, we pledged as uh, men on the national mall in 1995. Um, And so that's it for these days. And if you've read Darren's columns in the free press about, uh, about the talk, if you read about the million man March and if you know him, which I've had the pleasure to do for over 20 years, he is an example for fathers and uh, and men everywhere. Uh, I won't say for husbands. We'll, we'll let your wife speak to that. Uh, but uh, but I, I if you need some help with some personal grooming, she's I can, been around eighteen years, okay. so you know she she ain't running. So that says something right there. Or, so uh, or I haven't let her run away. Okay. Why well, she's pretty tough? Huh? She may she may just. 
grabbed the wheel. Uh, what's coming up next? Can you tease us, or is it still is it still in the vault? Still in the vault. Okay. And and Wayne <laughs> T still still in a witness nothing protection program. T. Nothing on Wayne T. Um, <sighs> Wayne T. Went from trumper to chumper. Now he won't return calls. Maybe it's time for us to march on his place. See about that. Uh, Must be a nice place. Yeah. Well, you know, he's he's just, he's one of the he's one of the pastors. It seems to seems to do okay. Uh, there's no neglecting on that collection there. Um, Mark, anything else other than uh, no, I got nothing. Then you're looking. You're still looking for the fire alarm. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> you are listening to the Red Shovel Network. Please check out Charlotte Duff's No BS News Hour. He had a great interview this week with my man Mike Ratai. Ratai was excellent. Um, yeah. I was thinking of having Mike Ratai and to talk about somebody I better put some space between that but it is a really good interview getting Mike Ratai's take on uh, on the latest uh, uh, uprising and of course uh, Teresa wrote about that a while ago and uh, had a great interview with Ratai as well at the Free Press you can find that at Freep.com please subscribe we could use your help uh, No Filter Sports uh, aka the Sports Ball Show <laughs> with Eli, Denny and Bob um, and then you know you don't need me to tell you about the Drew and Mike podcast it speaks for itself but i do want to thank them for calling me out for being a mic hog Mm -hmm. just before i rolled up on the grandfather and the very mean mom of the alleged mastermind of the governor whitmer kidnap plot uh, where they berated me for trying to give them an opportunity to say something nice about their beloved and uh and ended up ordering me off the porch before they called the cops as i tried to protest and say all I want somebody to do is say something nice about this guy because the feds are definitely not saying anything nice about him. Can you please help me? And I got, Trump was right about you people and blah, 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 blah. And then I said, well, you know, I helped, I helped uh, expose Kwame Kilpatrick. And I was told, no, you didn't. That was law enforcement who did that. You're not a cop. And I said, but we got the text messages and they weren't going anywhere until they got there. Get off my porch, blah, 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 blah. And then I said, well, you know what? I said, this is your chance to say something nice about your loved one. You're refusing to do so, and you're just going to have to live with that. And then the old man said, you're a piece of crap. And then I went back to my car, and then <laughs> and that was that. So uh, You're welcome. So, uh, so yeah, I, I couldn't let you, Teresa use the mic because I was, I was busy with it. Anyway, so. Well, she was on television at the time, I'm just saying. Yeah, but when did Let It Rip start at? Eight o'clock on a Wednesday. Well, I don't know, but that? you would just think if your wife was doing television, you want to give her the, be- the better microphone. The one which, by the way, you left at home today and we're supposed to bring in so Darren and Sean didn't have to share one back and forth. Hey, 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 watch that share the mic. Somebody <laughs> somebody might consider yeah, that given, a mistake. Given all the jokes today, we might want to <laughs> stay right, away enough. from sharing the mic. Well, it's all ML's fault. Or, or somebody might say, I gave us a break for the first half hour of the show from Mr. Windsor so- it could be, could be, you know. There's, there's no, there's no, there's no tragedy without opportunity. <sighs> Is that another Morrissey lyric? Oh, it could be though. Damn. I, you know, I need to, I need to, I need to become, oh <laughs> I need to become the lyricist for the new Smiths cover band that uh, Woody Woodruff wants to start. He wants it to be all black guys, yeah. and he wants to call it the Black Smiths. Back in the show, <laughs> and uh, and I think I could, I could write some lyrics for them. I think well, congratulations. I, so, we'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe. Anything, anything else? I mean, we're only at five hours now. <laughs> Cyrus, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? The adventures of Saul of
Detroit. He's starring ML Elric. With Tony Barrett as Mark Donovan, comes to you from Ferndale. This series is written and directed by Buckley Angel and Joel Murcott. The music is composed and played by John Winsler. Be sure to be with us again at the same time next week. Mark Fellower speaking. This is a Red Shovel Network production.